Parashat Chukat Summary If a person comes into contact or is in a building with a dead body, he is impure and cannot enter the Machanesh Shechina. In order to become Tahor, pure, he counts seven days, and on the third and seventh day, a Kohen sprinkles him with the ashes of the Para Aduma, the red heifer mixed with water. The first Para Aduma was prepared by Elazar, the son of Aharona Kohen. In order to be used as a para aduma, it must be completely red. If it has two black hairs on it, it is pasul invalid. It may also not have had a yoke put on it and may not have a blemish. The para aduma was taken outside all three camps. The Kohen slaughtered it, dipped his finger in the blood, and sprinkled it seven times towards the Mishkan. The cow was completely burnt, along with its skin and blood. A stick of cedar wood and ezov grass which were tied with a red string, were added into the fire. A person who was pure collected the ashes and mixed them with spring water. It is now able to be metaher, to purify a person who was tameh. A paradox of the paraduma is that tahor people, pure people, who burned and collected the ashes of the paraduma, now became impure. B'nai Israel were in their 40th year in the desert. The water that they had in the desert came out a special rock in the zechut of Miriam. This was known as the Be'er Shel Miriam. On the 10th of Nisan, Moshe's sister Miriam passed away. Unfortunately, B'nai Israel didn't properly mourn for her, so Hashem gave them a reminder and the special water supply stopped. The Erev Rav came to Moshe to complain, We will die of thirst. Moshe and Aaron went to the Mishkan and prayed to Hashem. Hashem told them to take the stick that they used for the Makot, gather B'nai Israel to the rock that was the Be'er of Miriam, speak to it, and the water will begin to flow once again. Moshe gathered them, but he was unsure which rock was the actual Be'er, the well. Some people started taunting, and although Moshe Rabbeinu usually did not lose his patience with the Jews, he scolded them sharply and called them rebels. He spoke to a rock and commanded it to give water, but as it was not the correct rock, so no water flowed. Moshe thought perhaps he should hit it, just like he did at Masa Umriva earlier in Sefer Shemot. With his stick, he hit the rock, which was the Be'er, and a few drops of water came out. This was to hint to him that he should have spoken to it. Since Moshe was upset, he hit the rock a second time, and this time water came gushing out. The rock continued to produce water for the rest of the time that they were in the desert. Hashem was angry at Moshe and Aaron. He said, By hitting the rock, you prevented a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. Had you only spoken to the rock, B'nai Israel would have thought, if a rock listens to Hashem just by hearing his command, how much more so must we listen to Hashem? Now that lesson was lost. Moshe and Aaron were informed that they will die in the desert. This event is known as Mei Merivah, the waters of strife, for B'nai Israel argued and fought against Hashem and Moshe. B'nai Israel were close to the country of Edom. Moshe sent messengers to the king of Edom requesting to pass through his land. He said, not only would we not attack you, but we will actually stay on the proper path. We'll buy food and drink from you. The king of Edom refused altogether and came out to fight B'nai Israel. Hashem told Moshe they should not fight against Edom, and they headed towards the land of Moab to enter Eretz Israel. Upon approaching Moab, Moshe sent messengers requesting passage through their land. The king of Moab refused as well, and Hashem told Moshe that they may not attack the nation of Moab either. Soon, B'nai Israel arrived at the foot of the mountain of Hor Hahar. Hashem told Moshe that Aharon will die on this mountain. 
Aaron accepted God's decree, and he, Moshe, and Aaron's son Elazar went up the mountain. Prior to his passing, Aaron transferred the Kehuna Gdola, the high priesthood, to Elazar, his son. When Benesha realized that Aaron died, they all mourned, for Aaron was known for his tremendous love and peacemaking amongst Kal Israel. While Aaron was alive, the Anane Kavod, the clouds of glory, surrounded and protected Kal Israel. Now that he passed away, these clouds left. The nation of Amalek decided to use this as an opportunity to attack the Jewish people. Fearing that Bnei Israel would pray and be saved, they pretended that they were Kena'anim. At first they were successful, but Bnei Israel prayed that Hashem should help them against this nation, and Hashem made the Jews victorious. The Arab Rav and some of Bnei Israel began to complain about the man. Hashem sent poisonous snakes to attack the Jews. Bnei Israel realized their mistake and asked Moshe to pray. Hashem told Moshe to make a copper snake and put it on a pole. Anyone who looked at the pole and did teshuvah was healed. As Bnei Israel traveled along the border of Moab, the Emori planned to ambush them as they traveled through a valley. After the Emori hid in the caves, Hashem made a miracle, and the mountains on both sides moved together, crushing the Emori within. Hashem then separated the mountains and the well of Miriam, carrying the bones of the Emori, enabling Bnei Israel to appreciate the miracle that God did for them. Thanking Hashem, the Jews sang a special song of praise about the well. Bnei Israel then requested from Sichon and Og different kings of the Emori to allow them to pass through. They refused, and Bnei Israel fought and defeated them.